And I'm joined now by RNZ Business Editor Giles Beckford. Kia ora, Giles. A big takeover deal has fallen through. It has indeed. It's uh, revolving around the animal care and pharmaceutical company EBOS, whose shares have fallen as close to 7% at one stage this morning after a potential multi-billion dollar takeover deal fell through. Australian media had speculated EBOS, which has the Animates retail chain in its stable, was set to pay close to $4 billion New Zealand dollars for the Australian pet care company Green Cross. It's not the case. Ananzaki explains. As soon as the media speculation surfaced last week, EBOS was put on a trading halt, but it gave nothing away about what it was looking to buy. The rumours were that Green Cross, which EBOS had tried to buy eight years ago, was the target, and that it would lead to a $2 billion capital raising to part pay for the deal. But this morning EBOS confirmed it had been in talks over an unnamed strategic acquisition in the animal care sector, but says no deal could be done and talks are over. But it's reported the business is trading well four months into the new financial year, with underlying earnings up nearly 9% and revenue up 8%. And the flow of uh, company earnings reports uh, continues today, and we have aged care provider Oceania Healthcare, a large first-half net profit reflecting a gain in the value of its portfolio, but otherwise little has changed. Gain saw the company's profit more than triple to $35.2 million dollars with the value of its properties rising 6% to $2.7 billion. Stripping out the one-off gains, uh, the underlying profit $27.4 million. That was marginally down on last year, although revenue was up 8%. Oceania's chief executive, Brent Patterson, says the decision not to pay an interim dividend will allow it to cut debts and reinvest in growth. The reality is that the directors will consider sort of the general market, we're seeing really strong confidence in terms of our new sale and resale volumes, so we hope that that continues. Um, and we'll just be looking at the broader macroeconomic conditions um, as part of that um, consideration. Uh, we're mindful that uh, as we sit here today, we're one of the higher geared in the sector, and we want to do something about that, obviously. Brent Patterson says sales volumes have picked up, particularly in regional out, uh, locations outside of Auckland. Another one to report this morning was Turner's Automotive, the second-hand car dealer, and its strong growth in used car sales have led to a better half-year result. Profit up 8% to $18.5 million, revenue rising 16% to nearly $214 million. And a large part of that was driven by automotive revenue. Higher interest rates have meant its margins have been squeezed, although the company says that's now stabilised, and arrears in payments are up. It says that they offer an historic low. Chief Executive Todd Hunter says Turner's is growing its market share as the number of dealerships around the country continues to fall. We're almost at sort of 10% market share of the New Zealand market and we're, we're very confident that we'll sort of break through that 10% barrier sort of, you know, in the reasonably near term with our sort of branch expansion plans uh, falling into place. But it's, it's sort of the combination of, a, you know, the very strong brand we've got at Turner's We've got a great team of people that are highly engaged. We've done a lot of work around our sort of sourcing capability. We're buying a lot of cars off New Zealanders. Turners has reaffirmed that its full year guidance for the current year will be ahead of the profit it's just reported. 
Well, retirement village operators will be put under financial pressure and some may even go out of business if they're forced to pay money owed to departing residents quickly. That's the view of the industry group. The Retirement Villages Association, which represents the vast majority of the industry, has made the point in submissions to a review of the sector being done by the Ministry of Housing and Urban Development. The industry has been criticised by residents groups, the Retirement Commissioner and consumer groups for delays in repayments, extended fees and a lack of share in capital gains. The association's executive director, John Collins, says it's ready for some changes, but not mandatory repayments, which would deter lenders and threaten small operators. If we were to lose those villages, then quite clearly the, the choice for residents is going to be substantially reduced and all the costs will increase because quite, quite, quite clearly you can't have a line of credit for free. That comes at a cost. And the work which we've done with PwC and others indicates that that cost can be anything up to $2 million per village annually, and that cost would have to be then be borne by residents. Well, John Collins says the industry has already changed some practices and it would accept a legislated code of conduct. Well, a price comparison website says some retailers are hiking prices leading to leading into sales promotions and a growing trend of deceptive discounting. Price Spy says 15% of all products listed on its site in last year's Black Friday campaign were deemed to be fake sales. Its spokesperson Tom Proviz says it's a common tactic that consumers need to watch out for. So what you think you might be getting 50% off, it actually isn't. It's about 20%. But, you know, they've lifted, they've lifted it, that, you know, just a little bit extra. So when it does crash, it, it kind of evens out. And it's not all retailers. Most retailers are, are, are good, but it does happen in certain products in, uh, in retail. Uh, Tom Proviz says there are some significant discounts to be found uh, in Black Friday promotions, but not all deals are as beneficial as they may first appear. Well, let's catch up on what's happening on the markets. And unfortunately, our scheduled commentators, our brokers, aren't available today. But doing the best uh, impersonation of a broker is our redoubtable Auckland reporter, Nona Peltze. And she has the market information now. Nona, fill us in. What's happening? All right. Well, the NZX Top 50 Index, it's down more than a quarter of a percent this morning. Uh, a 34-point drop to 11,129. That was led down by EBOS. Uh, it was down more than 5%. Turner's, though, up nearly 5%. And Oceania Health there down 3%. The ASX opened up on a more positive note, but has dropped back slightly into negative territory. Um, looking at our dollar, well, it's trading at 60.5 US cents, 92.3 Australian, 48.3 British pence, 55.4 euro cents, 89.6 yen, and 4.32 yuan. Brent crude oil up slightly at $82.39 US dollars a barrel, and gold is steady. Gold is just under 2,000 US dollars an ounce, and that's the markets from Nona today. Thank you very much. And of course, uh, she'll deliver the market wrap-up for us in Checkpoint as well. One other item uh, of business news this lunch hour, another company to report, was the small employment software firm Paysource. A 40% gain in revenue that's helped to reduce its full-year loss. The company's reported a net loss of $267,000, but its revenue was $3.6 million. Paysource is working on getting its technology into employment software, which 
which it says would result in significant revenue growth uh, if a pilot of its uh, current product meets expectations. As I was saying, all updated for you. Half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Charlotte, that's business. Kia ora.